You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hello! I've killed the funk. That's right, finally, the funk is dead. I've done almost, what, 80 episodes of this, and the funk just went on, the funk went on too long. I don't know what you're saying. You're like, Brandon, come on. You can never get enough funk. We want the funk. We gotta have that funk. But when you're doing a podcast, ah, man, you know, sometimes you just have to, uh, Get to it. These things usually last like an hour. And if I told you where I'm at right now, you would... uh, I don't even know where I'm at, to be honest with you. I really have no idea where I'm at. I know I'm in Colorado Springs. I'm back in Colorado Springs. And it's been rough to do a uh, podcast. But I figured out that I don't need, with this laptop... I don't need to bring my giant microphone, my giant interface, uh, the giant headphones, all the cables attached to all of that. I didn't need any of that crap. I didn't need it. I was uh, recording. I did a podcast. I didn't even do it because I had so much trouble with my interface. And I just, uh, I I didn't need any of that crap. So I, I figured out quickly that Oh, there's a really, really good microphone on this laptop. <laughs> and hey, I don't need to unpack all that crap and hook it all up every single time. I can literally crack open the the, the laptop, this brand new, beautiful laptop, and uh, I can just start talking. Literally hit record, start talking, and it's podcast time. So I'm going to get back on track with that. I now have two podcasts that I'm getting. Uh, I'm going to record both of them today. I'm going to try to get back on a certain schedule. So the Brandon Bishop podcast that you're listening to now, I'm probably going to uh, start getting back to like a, let's see, I do the YouTube show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday now. Um, so let's let's get back to, what day is it today? Today is a Saturday. Let's do it on Sundays. I think that's fun. Let's do a Sunday podcast. The Brandon Bishop podcast is now a Sunday tradition in your household and in mine and back to where I'm at right now I'm in the middle of a rainstorm in Colorado Springs I now live inside of this 2018 Dodge Caravan Grand Caravan sorry I gotta include the grand in there to uh express the the grand nature of this minivan yes why is the first question uh, for many of you. Uh, first of all, it's like, I already answered where I've been. I, man, it's been so difficult really to just, and a lot of it's laziness, and but a lot of it is I've been crazy busy. From the moment I moved into this this uh, mini minivan, I have been insanely busy and it's a good thing. Uh, just filming for TV and filming the TV Van Life show on YouTube and, uh, just seeing people and doing things and uh, eating way too much garbage. Oh my God! I'll, I'll get into that later as well. But I um I missed 
having this little piece of therapy that I do every week called the Brandon Bishop podcast. It's therapy for me. It really is. And um, I've been listening to a bunch of other podcasts recently, and some of them are really good. Dan Cummins has a good one uh, called Time Suck, you know, and, you know, just all the other stuff that I normally listen to. And I was like, you know what? Damn it. I really miss doing that. And we've always had pretty good listener numbers. And, you know, I mean, for, for me, I'm pretty happy with them. And I feel bad because I get messages on, on the Facebook machine and Instagram going, uh, uh, Brandon, uh, where are you? And I reply to most of you, I, most all of you, and I'm just, it, I'm just, I really have no excuse. I, w- I just got kind of lazy with it, and it, I was so busy doing other stuff. I've edited, I've filmed, and I've, I, I have filmed over 80 projects in the last two months. I left my apartment. That is gone. That is no longer a a piece of my life, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, and I'm going to tell you everything, basically, a, a nice quick synopsis of uh, all the things that I've gotten to do and see and film and, and all the places I've been in the last couple months since I've moved into this van full-time. <sighs> but <sighs> here's the thing. My son's 16. He's the reason I had the apartment, the reason I was in Colorado Springs. I love him more than anything. For the last eight or nine months, almost a year, I have seen less and less and less of this kid. And it has hurt so bad. Here's the thing. I'm not putting this on him. He's a teenager in high school. And he has a wonderful mom and, you know, stepdad and a sister and dogs and a, and a house. And, you know, he's got all that family stuff and a big relative circle of people in this Colorado Springs area. I never wanted to take any of that away from him. I just wanted to be a part of him. So why was I here? Why was I in Colorado Springs? Why did I have that apartment? Why? Why? Two reasons. My kid and my cat. Three reasons. My stuff. All my stuff's in a storage bin right now. Storage bin? Is that what they're called? Storage unit. Whatever. Um, I pay 117 bucks a month for it. It's just sitting in there, and it's whatever. It's a place to keep my stuff. Cool. My cat passed away in February. Broke my heart. Love that cat. Had her for almost 19 years, and I still miss her to this day. I think about her every single day, and I probably always will. That was one of the hardest, most painful things. I know it's just a cat. Yeah, fuck you. It's, it's my, it was my, uh, my longest constant, you know? And nearly... This November would have been 19 years I had that cat, and, you know, she gets the tongue cancer, and a couple months later, she's gone. My son just discussed that less and less and less, and I didn't see him at all. So on April 4th this year, I... Finished after packing up and putting stuff in storage for a month. Finished. Um, moving out. <laughs> Everything was packed up. April 4th, I moved out. My son came over to grab his stuff. I had a, I kind of broke down. I'm not going to lie. Again, very emotional person I am, and I'm not ashamed of that. 
And I told him basically everything I've just told this little computer screen and this microphone. So on April 4th, I hopped into this van, pulled away, uh, did every pre preparation I could think of doing, got my mail going someplace, I've got an itinerary, emergency funds, which I've <laughs> dried up and I'm currently here in Colorado Springs again, saving back up. Um, it was bittersweet. I was in that apartment for almost nine years and I was in Colorado Springs for 17 years, just about. It'll be 17 years this September. And it was really bittersweet, but I was so ready. I was rotting from the inside out in that apartment, missing my son, missing my cat, not doing anything, not going anywhere, just paying rent to just sit there and freaking rot. And I had enough. Had a lot of support from my mom. Um, I can't even tell you. Uh, a lot of parents would probably look at their kids and go, hey, you probably don't want to live in a, in a minivan. And, but she knows me. And yes, I would love to get a bigger van eventually. Um, I love my van right now, but I would like to be able to stand up. <laughs> that would be great. Or elite sit up. That'd be even better, you know. Um, uh, it is a it is a cramped space, but it is what it is. I'm I got a wonderfully comfortable bed in here. I've got I had a huge ice co refrigerator in here with a refrigerator freezer, uh, all kinds of stuff, and it kept popping my breakers and draining my power, and it was just became a major. Not to mention it was huge. Uh, so I got my old fridge, my little Apple Cool fridge, and it's uh, it's been just fine. I have no issues with it uh, whatsoever. So anyway, um, I have running water. I have heaters for when it gets cold. I have uh, window shades. I've got every kind of weapon you can think of in here to defend myself if ever need be. I've got a coffee maker. I've got things to cook. I've got, I've got everything I need in here. I've got Jackery, who's got me, who sponsors us and gives us batteries. I've got four units in here, two big ones, two small ones. I don't need anything else. That's the first thing that I've realized from half-time van-lifing it is uh, I don't need anything else. I, I have what I, everything I need in this van. And I freaking love it, man. I wrote a song called Living in a Freaking Van, and I'm going to play it at the end of this uh, episode for you if you, if you want to hear it. Of course, you don't have to have to hear anything. Um, it's a fun little song. Dave, my old guitar player, gave me uh, more than enough music, dare I say, to um, continue the One-Eyed Buffalo catalog uh, for it to continue growing and just going and going. He has... Uh, I was looking for a song. I wanted to write a song for... Uh, the Van Life podcast and for the Asai TV Van Life uh, YouTube show, which go there, ASY TV on YouTube. That's our YouTube channel. I do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do a video about this entire life, man. It's, <laughs> it's so much. It's a travel vlog or whatever you want to call it. It's a scrapbook for me. Again, it's therapy, just like this podcast. And uh, I have a great time putting it together. I really do. I'm, I'm like a month ahead right now, so. 
Uh, go there, check it out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube, ASYTV, TV. Uh, like and subscribe, and uh, in the descriptions of each video, you can see how you can support us on Patreon. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to do commercials for you. Nobody's paying me enough to do that, so I'll do commercials for myself because there's a lot going on. Anyway, so April 4th, I spent uh, another week and a half in Colorado Springs at that point, uh, crossing some T's, dotting some I's, getting some things done, closing out that chapter of my life. I had some filming engagements to do as well. So um, stayed with some friends and stayed in some parking lots from Bass Pro Shops to my friend Travis and uh, Serata's house. Uh, yeah, I just uh, kind of bummed around town a little bit, to be honest with you. And it was great. It was fine. Just getting accustomed to staying in the van full time and learning things. And then I hit the road, Jack. Um, hit the road. I think the first place we went to was Taos, New Mexico. Uh, there was a taco shop named Trujillo's. That was, that was really the first thing I stopped at and hung out in Taos. Did the Taos Gorge, uh, Real Gorge, Real Grand Gorge Bridge in Taos and filmed all that stuff. And trust me, like I said, I filmed over 80 things. And I'm not going to go over every single one of them, but I'll just kind of briefly give you some uh, oversight of what I've been doing for the last couple months. Stayed with my friend Brian Havercorn down in Phoenix, uh, actually Goodyear, Arizona, for about a week. That was great. Had a guest bedroom and a, my own bathroom and internet, and uh, it was really hot in that room. And then their cat went into heat, and the cat was just obsessed with me. It would not leave me alone. So that was a little, I had to sleep in the van for like the last three or four nights because it was just too much. Just meow, 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 meow. And especially after losing Marcy Cat, I'm like, okay. Uh, but I love Brian. He's great. And I'm very grateful for him letting me uh, crash at his pad there for a little while. And then I, uh, where did I go after that? Uh, well, I went to Quartzsite, Arizona. You know, Quartzsite's like a uh, van life or RVers mecca. It's one of those places it's uh the it's the wild wild west it's it's very trumpy though very trumpy very dirty a lot of stupid people there um i didn't enjoy it. I, the first time i went there i was like oh my god look at this place it's awesome this time i went and everything i did there was just dumb i'm sorry like even like their acclaimed restaurant silly al's pizza was just freaking terrible flies everywhere I found a cool little thrift shop there that was neat, but even that was just dirty and gross. And uh, it just, it, it's like a town that if we ever have like a big uh, Armageddon type event and the whole power grid goes down and we all have to be nomads and it's basically going to be that. It's Quartzsite. I like it. I just thought I was going to love it, and I don't. So but maybe I haven't experienced it right. Next time, I, I'm going to stop every time I pass through there. It's between L.A. and Phoenix or Vegas or whatever, and uh, it's in that area. So, of course, I'll stop there again and try it again and try to love it. <laughs> you can't make me love you. What is that, a Bonnie Raitt song or something? Anyway. Uh, okay, then after that I left. I was going to stay the night there. I was going to stay a couple nights there, and I said, nope, I'm going to get out of here. 
went straight to Vegas. Uh, got the film at the Punk Rock Museum with Ricky for That Vegas Show. It's an SI TV show we have called That Vegas Show with Ricky. Yeah. Um, the Punk Rock Museum's awesome. Got to meet and hang out with Fat Mike from No Effects. Uh, never really listened to No Effects. Couldn't name a single tune, but I know they're super popular. My old drummer, Mike Strait, used to love No Effects. He's all, God, I love No Effects. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, he was a real cool guy. Weird dude. <laughs> um, him and Ricky got along really well, and that's really all that counts, and we got a great episode out of it. So hope everybody likes it. And um, Punk Rock Museum in Vegas, you go check it out, man. Even if you're not a big punk rock fan, uh, just go. You will be by the time you leave. And it's got a little bar in there and everything, cool gift shop. Um, really impressed with it. Easy to find, not that expensive. Go do the stuff, man. It's, it's worth it. Um, ooh, I had to crack my knuckles. Er, oh, yeah, that's a good crack. That's some good crack right there. All right. Vegas, got sick of Vegas real quick. I uh, went to the Pioneer Saloon, of course. Did the extraterrestrial highway by myself this time, which was a lot of fun. Um, all the way out to the little alien. Actually went to the gates of Area 51. Never got to do that before, so that was cool. I um, I really like traveling by myself because I'm on my own terms. I'm on my own pace. I'm on my own. Uh, there's there's no hey honey, would you like to go? Uh, you know, where would you like to eat tonight? Oh. You. Oh, cool. Okay, well, let's go to this burger. I don't really want burgers. Yet. No, I, I never had that conversation. Um, I'm, I'm not held accountable to anybody. I don't have to take extra pee breaks. And here's the thing: I don't mind. I love traveling with people. I love. I'd love to travel with my daughter. I, I wish I could travel with my mom, and I would take all the pee breaks they need and whatever they want to do. And uh, you know, it's just. But when you're by yourself, and you don't mind your own company and the smell of your own farts it's just so much easier it just is i would love to have my son with me i really would i would do anything anything to just travel with my son for a week somewhere i i i just i miss that kid i'm not gonna get back into that but and i and my daughter oh god my daughter charlotte is is me I'm pretty sure she wants to get her own van at this point, and we can just travel around together, which would be great. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about her except for the fact that her mom didn't let me know about her for 22 years. Uh, there's that, um, <laughs> but we've known each other, and we've been as close as we can be, you know, not living in the same state um, for the last four or five years, and that's been great. So I have no complaints, and I, she has a son, my grandson now, who when I finally end up in Michigan, which is my ultimate goal, I can't wait to build um, a, re a relationship with him and her that we should have had all this time. I just, I can't wait. I think it's gonna be great. And uh, I'm scratching, I'm actually scratching the ceiling of the van. I'm laying in my bed right now in the van and there's like a little smudge or something on my ceiling just to give you a visual of what I'm doing right now. Okay. Vegas uh, got boring. I went down uh, extraterrestrial highway, like I said, hung out at the Pioneer Saloon, some of my favorite places on the outskirts of Vegas. Then I uh, wrote a song and recorded it while in Vegas out in the middle of the desert. And I'm going to play that at the end of the episode again. That's where I wrote it, and that's where I uh, recorded it. Then um, 
leaving Vegas, I headed to Los Angeles. I thought we were filming a show with Jerry Montano, but apparently he was in the studio. You can only tell somebody you're going to be someplace so many times, and that's, you know, it, it, I would have loved to have done this show, but it's not my loss. I, I'm, it's whatever, man. Jerry, rock on. Um, I got to finally visit Zizix Road, Z-Y-Z-X-X Road, which is between Vegas and uh, Los Angeles. And uh, it was lame. There's like a college out there now. It's just like a little park. It, it was actually started by some cult leader back in the day. And it's supposed to be really cool and all these things. And it's like this little oasis out in the middle of nowhere. And it is. It's just go if you want to. If you just need to get some steps in and walk around a pond and look at a duck or something. That That's, that's pretty much all Zizix Road is. Eight, finally, at Peggy Sue's 50s Diner. That was fun. Stopped in Baker City, California, or Baker, California, and uh, went to the E.T. Fresh Jerky place. That place is awfully Trumpy as well. Not a fan. Um, uh, filmed at the world's tallest thermometer for a side TV's on the roadside show. It is just a giant thermometer. Um, ate at the Mad Greek Cafe, which... I'm a big Greek food fan, and I'm going to tell you right now, not that good. I tried a lot of stuff, and most of it was not that good. Sorry, Mad Greek. I know you're uber popular out there, but um, do better next time, and I won't have to give you this negative review. Um, didn't like it. Uh, from Baker, I think uh, there's other things. There's a lot of cool stuff to see. And Oh, went to the Calico Ghost Town Never even heard of that before. I met somebody at Zizix Road, and we talked, and he's like, hey, have you ever been out there? I'm like, no, I have not. And uh, I love recommendations like that. So I uh, stopped in Calico Ghost Town, which is, it's like like the person uh, not, what's his name? Like not very Farm, Knott's Berry Farm. The person that, that that's about actually was born and raised in a little town up in a mountain, Calico Mountain, <laughs> I'm hiccuping, sorry, in California. And he kind of rebuilt it as like a tourist attraction now. So it's kind of like the Goldfield ghost town in Phoenix. It's very much similar. <sighs> anyway, my notes that I do. Got to L.A. Um, none of my L.A. plans panned out, so I basically just did stuff. Uh, <laughs> went to the Echo Time Travel Mart. Went to... Uh, Ah, uh, geez, man. There's so much stuff we did in L.A., and I'm I'm all drawing a blank about it. I stayed at a Planet Fitness, ghetto-ass Planet Fitness, um, a few days, and then there was, like, all these drug deals and shit going on. It is freaking Los Angeles, of course, so it's a, it's a giant toilet bowl. Um, so I moved and just found a better place, like, right on the side of a street in Burbank. I like Burbank. Uh, we filmed at the uh, Mystic Museum for uh, Scary Creepy Cool, which is another short form show we do on SI TV, a brand new one. We filmed at the Lost Toys, which is also Mystic Museum, ate at Pinocchio's Italian Restaurant, and man, did all kinds of stuff in LA. I actually went to um, Universal Studios too for the first time. I've never been to a Universal Studios before. I don't normally do uh, touristy type things like that. I, I just, it's not really, interest me but i've i wanted to go to the harry potter thing okay the the wizarding world of harry potter 
And I'm going to tell you right now, it did not disappoint. That is some cool stuff. Great job. The Simpsons Village at Universal Studio in L.A. is pretty freaking cool. The Super Mario's thing, pretty cool. Even the Jurassic Park stuff was okay. I just, you know, <laughs> I was just there. Uh, paid 30 bucks to park, 150 to get in. Um, I ate at the Harry Potter restaurant, which was fantastic. The butterbeer. God, just get, don't give me that. Keep that away from me. It's straight sugar, but it was like the best like cream soda root beer, butterscotch, foamy with like crystal little crunchy things in the foam. It was so good. It was like everything I hoped it would have been. The butterbeer at the Harry Potter restaurant thing they have in there. Oh, my God. And the, 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 the decor, Hogwarts, all of it. The little shops and everything. Oh, my God. I just loved it so much. Um, big fan of the movie. And if you're a big fan of the movie, you want to go to Diagon Alley. You want to go to, you know, all the stuff. And it's there. It's, it's, it's at Universal Studios. I might hit the one in Florida, too, here pretty soon. Why not? Um, anyway, that was, a, that was a good time. Um we're supposed to have a meeting with, okay, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, then rewind. I'm filming a movie here in a couple of weeks, okay? It's a big production. It's a lot of moving parts. Originally, this movie was going to be called Get to the Whiskey, featuring Stephen Piercy, because at that time I was working with him. I wrote a whole movie about a guy who just has a hard luck, loses everything, wife, car, job, whatever, crosses the country to see his favorite band or favorite singer, Stephen Piercy, at the Whiskey and a go-go, and bam, it's a great movie, cool. Stephen became impossible to work with, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't want to work with him anymore. Um, if I do, he's going to pay me ahead of time because he owes me thousands right now. Uh, but that's just between me and you. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> It just it just is what it is, you know. Um, we're supposed to do it with him. Then there was another band we we're gonna do it with. I don't even remember who they were. And then uh, I've been a big Bullet Boys fan my whole life. I reached out to Mark Torian and he called me back and we talked and everything seemed great. And you know they're not the biggest band in the world. They never have been, but they. I've, I am a fan. I always have been. I always will be a fan of the Bullet Boys. Mark seems cool as hell. Uh, started talking to their management. They seemed cool as hell. Supposed to meet them in L.A. That didn't happen. Um, understandably, they had a big event. Cool. Um, they invited me to the event, and then uh, at the last minute, told me I needed to buy a ticket. And then at the last minute, <laughs> the tickets were sold out. And then, oh, well, you know, I'm not, and that, that really, that was, that was super disrespectful in my, in my opinion. Uh, I know you got other things on your mind, but don't tell me to come to an event. Oh, yeah, 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 you can come with us. Oh, you're going to need to get a ticket. Oh, they're sold out. I waited two, two extra days in L.A., which I'm not a big fan of L.A., okay? I like L.A. I don't love, I don't love L.A. And, uh, <laughs> I'm spending an extra two days there, which is money, which is time, which is all kinds of shit. And then, uh, you know, I don't go to this show out in some park, and which was like hours away anyway from where I was. Huh. So I'm like, okay, bye. Um, <laughs> I'm out. And I just said, I'm going to drive up the West Coast 
and get up to uh, ultimately to Tacoma, Washington, where my buddy Garrett lives, and film some episodes of his show on a side TV called Lost in America. And I did. I just left. I stopped in Sacramento, got to explore and film in old Sacramento town, which is awesome. Uh, the big old gold tower bridge and all the museums and shops and the serialism restaurant and everything. I met so many cool people on this trip. Uh, oh, in L.A., let's rewind again. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Uh, in L.A., I, I visited all my, my favorite cemeteries, Forest Lawn, Westwood, Hollywood Forever, and met some amazing people. Met a guy named Mike Samansky, who's a former writer for the L.A. Times. I uh, met him sitting on his own tombstone. Yeah, he bought his plot and he made a tombstone which looked like a couch covered in all these little dogs that he once owned or still does. And uh, Mike Samansky, though, what a cool guy. Met him and his friend Rusty and learned a lot about Hollywood. Uh, where was that? Um, I think it was Hollywood Forever um, Cemetery and all that stuff. And filmed at all three of those places. Filmed a lot in Los Angeles, so it wasn't a wasted trip. Uh, but anyways, up the West Coast, filmed in Sacramento, had fun in there. Lots of small towns like Gorman, California, you know, things like that. I filmed some things in there. Thrift shops, antique stores, scary places, coolest places to shop, uh, on the roadside attractions, things like that. Uh, got to Oregon, spent a few days in Oregon, uh, went to Bend, Oregon to see the last Blockbuster store. Yes, it exists. It's awesome, it's cool, it's everything I hoped it would have been. It's like a museum and an active freaking video rental store. And people were renting videos. There were lines of people renting videos, returning them, rewinding them. It was, if they were VHS tapes or DVDs, whatever, it, just, it was awesome. I got a sticker for the cargo box, which is right above my head right now in this van. And uh, it was such a cool experience. Bend had a thrift shop that was pretty cool. Uh, a couple other little things. Like, I, I like Bend, Oregon. It's, I like the pace of the city. Um, went up to Astoria. We revisited all the Goonies locations. Uh, filmed all those as well. And just had a great time doing that. Uh, found little towns like uh, uh, Seaside, Oregon, which was really cool. Um, Long Beach, Washington. And just, you know, stayed in places. And I stayed at the Cranberry Museum. What? I, I called him up and said, hey, I wanted to see your museum because I like to stop at weird museums. The Cranberry Museum, and it's an active like cranberry harvest, uh, what do you call them? They got the bogs and everything out there. It looks really cool. Learned a lot about cranberries, a ton about cranberries. Stayed the night there, woke up in the morning, filmed that museum, um, bought a bunch of cranberry stuff. <laughs> and then I drove out to, uh, I think that's when I drove over to Tacoma, Hung out with my buddy Garrett. We filmed at the, uh, he has kind of a Lost in America, which is like just stories behind these lost. They're not lost. They're in plain sight. I mean, they're attractions, they're parks and, you know, places and restaurants, whatever. Um, but kind of discuss the American history behind it. And it's a great show. I love Lost in America. It's always fun. And he always comes up with these weird things like, hey, we're going to go film at the Dry Lake Falls okay and in my head i'm like oh, that sounds boring as hell but garrett is so good at orotating the actual history of the place and the reason he wanted to film there that he makes it interesting and at the dry lake falls used to be the largest waterfall in the world it was huge and now it's just a big empty dry bed of nothing and it's still beautiful uh 
but there's wonderful history behind there. So we filmed there. We filmed at the Grand Coulee Dam, which is like one of the biggest structures ever made by man, but nobody knows about it. Um, it's bigger than the Hoover Dam, not taller, but bigger. And it's cool as hell. And, and Garrett just pulls these places out of his ass and goes and makes it work. Um, and that's what I love about him. He's so good on camera. He's a great talker. He's smarter than just about anybody I know. And uh, damn, I damn, I don't get it. Uh, no, I'm just grateful to call him a really good friend. Stayed at his house for about five days, I think. They have a beautiful house out there. And, uh, you know, left... I visited Seattle while I was up there and did all the public pike market things and um, the Archie McVees and all the little things I like to do around there. So anyway, it was a wonderful stay in Washington. I love the state of Washington. I got to go to Leavenworth with Garrett, and which is like this little German town. Not as cool as Frankenmuth, but a little Bavarian-themed town, whatever, and it was a lot of fun. We had a way overpriced meal, and uh, <laughs> yeah, way overpriced. And it was, uh, it was just cool. And I'm very grateful for my time in Washington. But it had to come to an end. And uh, that's when I was going to go film a television show called Bacon. About the restaurant Bacon in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Sounds great, doesn't it? And I've known the owner, John Berryhill, since we filmed there. And I got to meet his son when I got there. And um, when discussing this, I told him, look, I just want to, you know, tell your story. Tell the story of the restaurant. Show what you do. Push the products. Make people want to go there. Make people want to order your little to-go mail order bacon stuff. Make, you know, sell some merchandise, whatever. I just, I just want to tell your story. I love you guys. I love your product. Mm -hmm. I love, um, that wasn't a fart. That was me. Sounds like a fart, doesn't it? Now, I, I'm cleaning smudges off my ceiling as I'm talking to you, so... And there's one on my little vent thing right here. It does sound like a fart, though. One more, one more. Okay. Anyway, um, when I was talking to him, I said, Hey, man, I just want to tell your story, and, you know, we'll put together a TV show. It's kind of like Hellscream or, you know, Kilroy's or, you know, one of those things where it's about a people running a business. And I've... I love Boise. Boise's awesome. I, I think Boise's one of the hidden gems in America as far as just nice, clean cities with nice people. And I got to go to the Freak Alley Gallery, which is like this whole alley <laughs> of just beautiful art. I mean, beautiful. I mean, a lot of it's, uh, you know, spray paint art, whatever you call it, graffiti. What, I, I don't, it's beautiful. This, I hate graffiti, like, you know, stupid people and stupid gangs, you know, tagging street signs and people's businesses and stuff. But no, this is meant to be there. This is like permitted. This is, you know, they, they invite certain people to come and do the Freak Alley Gallery. Look it up. It's amazing. Anyway, I, um, I love Boise and I loved this restaurant. We've eaten there every time I've passed through Boise. I always have a great time there and uh, they've always treated us so good. Uh, treated me so good and they did on the first day I was there you know I got to see John and got to meet his son Gib and see the restaurant had a couple pieces of bacon of course and got to go underground in the in the uh, in the restaurant in the basement and go on the roof and just you know have a great talk about it and we we're talking about the show and 
and you know, me and his son were talking about, yeah, let's get your dad in the morning when he's getting ready. And, you know, this does a preface to get to the restaurant. You don't want to just start off at the restaurant. I don't come to Boise and teach you how to make bacon. Okay. Don't tell me how to put together a story. Uh, give me, give me what you got. I'll film it. I'll put it together. If you don't like something, we'll change it and you know, whatever, but don't tell me how to do things. Like, Let's come up with something. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, anyway, he, he wasn't very good at all about telling me what he wanted. And, and, and I'm cool. And I, I'm, I, I know how to tell a damn story. I've done it thousands and thousands and thousands of times with people much more, you know, charismatic and, and popular and whatever than, than this guy. And it's just, I don't know, it's just... The first day was great. We had dinner at his house, and when I told him I was coming, I said, hey, do you got a place I can just park and plug in my van? I don't, you know, that's all I need. And he's like, no, I got a spare bedroom. Come on in. Blah, 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 blah. We got this. Here's the internet password, blah, blah, blah. So I stayed the first night there, and it was great. This beautiful old schoolhouse, and I'm just like, man, I got it made for a couple days. This is awesome. That night, I talked to his wife, and I was like, you know, hey, uh, what time should we get started in the morning? And this could have been me that got this mixed up in my head. I, I, I'll, I'll take full, like I said, I always blame myself first. So maybe I didn't hear something. Maybe I didn't catch what she was saying. But all I heard was, you know, they get started around 6, 30, 7 o'clock. And I told her, I said, oh, well, that's cool. I get up around 5, 30, 6 o'clock and, uh, you know, we can get going. And I'm, I'm excited about doing this whole thing. I can't wait to tell the story and film everything. I love you guys. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much for letting me stay here. Blah, 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 blah. As nice as I can possibly be. That's just who I am. I'm a very grateful, nice person, I think. I like to think. Uh, ah. So in the morning at around 7 o'clock, I, I texted him. I said, what time are we going to get started? And I didn't get a text back. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess he's sleeping in. Texting him back about an hour later, like, hey, man, uh, are you alive? <laughs> you know, uh, when are we going? Then about an hour after that, I'm outside. I got my cameras. I got my side TV shirt on. I'm ready to go. Um, here comes John with his dog down the stairs. Just a scowl on his face, just exuding negativity. And I did not, I've never seen him do that, ever. I, I didn't know he even had that side of him. So I'm like, uh, okay. And, I, you know, I'm smiling. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember what he said. I don't know. That's how it came out. It was like Charlie Brown's teacher on a bad day. And he's just like, not yelling at me, because if he was yelling at me, he would have been unconscious. I'm not the guy to yell at. But he was pissed, and I couldn't figure out why. I drove here, dude. Seven and a half freaking hours I drove to get to you. I don't want no money. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't even ask to stay in the guest room. And he's pissed that I'm there to film like his morning routine, which I thought was what we were doing. Sorry. Let's me and your son discuss this, and I told you what I wanted to do. You never said no. All you did was tell me the things you wanted to do in the restaurant, which I thought were great. 
if you did not want to do the stuff in the morning, maybe the day before when we're having dinner, when I'm in your fucking guest room, tell me I don't want to do this stuff in the morning. Let's just go to the restaurant and get started there. Cool. If that's what you want to do, this is your show. We have joint custody. We have joint creativity on this thing. Let me know what you want to do. Don't come down with a scowl on your face making me feel awkward as shit when I'm in your house. <laughs> I'm like, I, and he's, I don't, I don't know what to do. That's not who we are. I don't, I don't, this is my house. This is, you're making me feel uncomfortable in my house. I'm like, dude, I didn't know you had a guest bedroom. You told me you did and invited me into it. I said, dude, all I need to do is plug in someplace. You could tell me about a park down the fucking street and I would have gone there and been happy to be there. But no. Um, so he comes down with just total negativity, just totally being a disrespectful shithead. And, you know, you got to think, I've spent days there already. I've spent, or, you know, two days there already. I've spent money and gas and time getting to you to tell your story, to promote your products, to push you, you, you for nothing. Hopefully I can make some money in the back end on a side TV. Do, is, are there going to be thousands of new subscribers for a show called Bacon? No. Would there be 15? Probably. So, you know... <laughs> I'm doing this because I wanted the content and because I cared about them and their business and their story. That's the only reason I was there, John. <sighs> and for you to come down and make me feel awkward and disrespect me, I had a smile on my face when I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and pack up all my stuff, and I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I guess it's just a big waste of time and money. Thank you very much. Best to you. That is exactly what I th I'm pretty sure in so many words, that's exactly what I said to him, to his face. <laughs> waste of time, man. So I left that morning. I uh, left Boise, and uh, big middle finger to uh, John Berryhill. His son seems great. The business is great. If you like bacon, go to Bacon in Boise. I'm not going to say nothing bad about that business. There's amazing people that work there. But for you to treat me like that, dude, for no reason, you unprofessional prick, I have nothing left to say about you. Nothing. You are in the past. You are a big waste of time of mine. You're a waste of money. And if you were to call me and apologize... Even then, I don't, have, I don't want anything to do with you because I know what kind of man you are now, and it's not much of a man. So uh, best to you, kid. Best to you. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, so I left Boise pissed off. I'm actually a little pissed off right now, too. Kind of brought a, a few of those emotions back. And then I stopped at uh, Twin Lakes, Idaho. And uh, is it Twin Falls or Twin Lakes? I always get that mixed up. Got to see the Shushone Falls and went, okay, well, this is helping. Ah, that's really nice, actually. Then I went to Preston, Idaho, where they shot all the Napoleon Dynamite stuff, and uh, that put me in a really good mood, especially for one reason. Let me uh, give a positive shout-out to uh, some people. I'm out in the middle of the woods by some uh, quarry, and that's where the police... I always call police stations ahead of time if I'm going into a small town. I say, hey, where can I park for the night? And they usually give you a good spot. 
sometimes they're like, well, you can't park anywhere, and we don't want shut up, whatever, I'm going to find a spot, whether you like it or not. Um, so I'm parked out by a quarry. I see some guy struggling to get a boat up to his truck, and I start walking towards him to help, but I'm in flip-flops, so I can't get, you know, I'm about a 200 yards away or whatever. He gets it up there uh, before I get there, but we strike up a nice conversation, and uh, I told him I'm there basically in Preston, Idaho to see all the, and I've been there twice before, three times before, to see all the Napoleon Dynamite stuff. I love the movie. The high school is still there. His house is still there. Pedro's house is there. Summer's house is there. Trisha's house is there. Uh, the Rex Quando is there. The and and the the thrift shop is there. The bowling alley, everything's there. So I'm talking to this guy. His name's Barry, and he's cool as hell. Big guy, man. Very nice guy. And uh, he whips out a card. He's the owner of Poppin' Pins Bowling Alley. That's in the movie. What? I was like blown away, man. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It just out in the middle of nowhere. We're the only two people for miles. And there, you know, he's the owner of the place that I'm going the next day. So I stayed out there by the quarry in a beautiful spot by a lake. And nobody bothered me. Nobody's been, didn't hear a peep all night. Just a couple people driving by once in a while. And it was great. Woke up in the morning, went out and saw Napoleon Dynamite's house, saw the, all the places that it's listed. And then the last place I went was Poppin' Pins uh, Bowling Alley slash the Island Bowl Grill, which is a uh, fantastic Hawaiian barbecue. Fan amazing chicken katsu, amazing Kahlua pork. There's a plane going over my head right now. That is an issue uh, when you're doing voiceovers and things. I don't care about the podcast. I don't, whatever. If you hear a plane, you hear a plane. No biggie. I'm sure you'll forgive me eventually. Anyways, I got to meet uh, Logan, who's Barry's son. A uh, couple cute girls that work there. Look like they're in high school or whatever. Uh, got the bowl. He let me bowl for free. They gave me free food. They just, I mean, honestly, it was a... Uh, from the negativity that John Berryhill gave me up in Boise um, to the very next day of the overwhelming positivity that uh, Barry and Logan and everybody and just that, that whole pop and pins thing. I got, I got to hold the big blue ball that Uncle Rico actually used in the movie. I mean, damn it. <laughs> I was so happy by the time I left Preston, Idaho. I was just on on a different level at that point, And I appreciate them so much, so much. I appreciate them for pulling me out of that funk and just, ah, man, that was awesome. Anyway, from there, I went down to uh, Ogden, Utah, where I discovered the historic 25th street, uh, like marketplace. It's like a cool little street full of shops and food and everything like that. And union station museums and, it was a lot of fun. Again, I was in another just really good mood from that, and it's all been uh, it's all been mostly positive. It's been kind of wonderful. The only really negativity I had was, uh, you know, Barry Hill's bullshit, and then you know, not seeing uh, and filming with Montano, which I was pretty bummed about. There's a few other people like I didn't see my friend Hillary in Phoenix. Uh, I was bummed by it. I didn't get to see my cousin. They both knew I was there, so I guess they didn't want to see me, I guess. Screw you, too. Um, there's a few people here and there I just didn't get to see. I didn't get to see Mike Moore in LA, my developer for Sci TV. Bummed about that, but you can't see everybody, and I'll be back. 
uh, time and time and time again. Um, so, you know, but overwhelmingly, the new friends that I've made and the just the adventures that I've been on uh, have been so positive and so needed. And my decision to move into this van and do this full-time van life stuff, it's just making it obviously clear that I made the right decision. So there's that. Ogden, also, there was a wrestling show with my buddy Martin Casals was there. Uh, knew a couple other people on that card. Wrestling's a very, you know, tight-knit community. Um, but, yeah, it was just uh, I got to see Martin, stayed out at his house uh, in Salt Lake City the next day. Um, explored Salt Lake City. I went to the Antique City, uh, Capital City Antiques. Filmed there. There's a cool coffee shop there as well called Public. The original KFC is in Salt Lake City. I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's true. Filmed there. Filmed the uh, the grave of Lily E. Gray, who is the uh, has victim of the B six 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 on her tombstone. It's like a, it's a thing. So, and then after that, uh, what the hell did I do after that? I drove here, Colorado Springs. Uh, oh, I stopped at Idaho Springs to go to the uh, Indian Hot Springs. Soaked in a private tub underground. That was amazing. Love it. Stopped in Eagle, Colorado. Stopped in all kinds of cool little places. And ended up in Colorado Springs. And for the last week and a half, I've been here. I got two more weeks I'm going to be here, actually. And I'm happy to be back. It's, it's uh, I'm not, you know, I, I went and picked up my mail from the apartment. I just got it sent to a different apartment in there that I have a friend at my old apartment. Um, and that's really the only time I've been on that side of that town. I just, I don't like where I was living at all. It's just bad. I got to sneeze. <coughs> oh yeah. Good one. Uh, I don't like that part of town at all anymore. It's bad memories. It's just a negative vibe. And I'm all about getting rid of negativity at this point. I'm done with it. And I've uh, done a lot of stuff. I got to film a fashion show with my friend Nita. I got to, uh, there's a lot of filming. And here's the thing, though. I recorded over 80 things. <laughs> that Vegas show, Lost in America. I mean, uh, the scary, creepy, cool, on the roadside, coolest places to shop, uh, where the toys are, thrift to the 80s. I, I have all of these shows, and I've filmed so much. Over 80 things I have filmed <laughs> and I've gotten about 50 of them about 50 of them sorry my computer just did something weird uh edited and uploaded onto a side tv already so I'm doing good and that's the reason I wanted to come to Colorado Springs park here for about three or four weeks maybe maybe a month um eh, about three weeks and then um save money don't be spending money on gas, and I have been spending a lot of money on food like an idiot. I uh, need to knock that off for many reasons, but just save up money. Um, go to my storage unit. You know, I got rid of my big fridge, got my small fridge back in here, and just regroup, charge my batteries figuratively, literally, and um, see my son. That's what the main reason I'm here. Of course, <laughs> I love you, son, but oh, my God. You knew when I was coming back, and I told you many times. Oh, so we're going to go camping. Okay, cool. Well, there's, oh, for a week. Oh, nice. And then he's got his junior ROTC thing. Okay, cool. That's a week. Oh, nice. Well, there's two weeks out of the three weeks that I'm in town. So hopefully towards Father's Day, you know, the middle of June or whatever, we can uh, 
connect, see each other. Hi, love you. Let's have dinner. Cool. Drop you off. See you in a couple months, I guess. I, I don't know what to do, man. I, you know, you try to be the best father you can. And I'm again, not going to be getting back into that. I'm, I probably said things I'm going to regret, but no, I don't regret shit. I, it has to be said, you know, you, uh, <laughs> you break someone's heart and you get called out. That's just it. No matter who the hell you are. You had a chance to have the world in your freaking hands. And if that's not what you want, that's not what you want, brother. That's cool. Whatever. Anyways, back to uh, movie time stuff. Um, I am filming my first, or I wrote the movie. Actually, sorry, I got to adjust here. You do get cramped up in the van a little bit. I um, wrote a movie. I've written movies before. I've filmed little silly movies before, but nothing really of consequence but this one's called uh vinnie's fantastic rock and roll adventure and <laughs> it's gonna be Vinny from wrestling with ghosts and the hike and wghcam different movies like that and uh it's gonna feature him doing the van life thing and uh traveling across the country to see his favorite band um i didn't give you the ending to that story with the bullet boys and you know all that stuff he made up a van a band called hugs which is kind of a kiss knockoff ripoff and we're going to use that band he made it up for a different movie but we're going to use that band so he's going across the country to see hugs and it's going to be a lot of fun i got to be in chicago up in uh, later this month and we're going to drive route 66 all the way chicago to back to la and uh, he's renting a van. He's already rented it. And we're just going to have a blast, man. It's going to be simple and it's going to be fun. And I can't wait to get on the road with him, meet him in Chicago. And damn, oh, he's texting me right now. What is he sending me a picture of people? Okay. Anyway, I can't wait. Vinny's fantastic rock and roll adventure coming at you soon. And uh, it'll be on a side TV and then everywhere you can watch movies pretty soon. And that's what's next. And then after that, I have no freaking idea. Texas, Florida, uh, Carolinas, Gatlinburg, New York City. <laughs> it's uh, nonstop. I live in this van now, people. I live here. <sighs> Anyways, we're past the hour now, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you for uh, listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. Get a TV, ASY TV. It's on Roku. You can get it at ASYTV.com. And... Um, you know, go to YouTube, ASYTV on YouTube. Look up the uh, TV Van Life Show and you can watch everything that I've been talking about <laughs> and what comes next. So thanks for listening. See you next week. See you Sunday. Bye.